Welcome to the bonus. My name's Phineas Mir. Joining me in the studio, as he normally does, is Raphael Caleb. Hello, Raphael. And a rambling biologist is live in the studio with my co-host, Finn. Correct. Now, before before we get going, we should just say that the bonus is about, well, not waiting for some well-meaning person to give you your human rights, but grabbing them. And, uh, well, Raphael, who's our guest in the studio today? Well, it's set. There's been the Arts Unlimited International Expo in Europe, and she's just coming from de- jet lag. Mm. We've got Kath Duncan, yeah. also, also known as Corporal Stumpy you, for tonight. Good morning, for you, you've, you've done, you've done, you've done very well, Kath. I've got to say, you've you've actually followed radio etiquette for once and waited till you were int- introduced. I'm impressed. Oh yes, I do like to think that I'm, you know, maturing. Mm. Yes, yeah, <laughs> many. In in your adva- in your advancing years, um, yes, dear. Yes, now you've uh, you've recently come back from Arts Unlimited. Yeah, what uh, what was that all about? Well, Unlimited has been running in the in London uh, since 2012, which was the opening of the Paralympic ceremony in London, and it just went mad all over the world. It was the Opening ceremony was directed by this particular group of, you know, quite well-known disabled artists and sort of performer managers in London, and it was caused such a splash. Go and have a look at 212 London Paralympics opening ceremony if you really want your mind blown off. But after that, they decided every two years they'd keep it going, and so they had this, for that particular one, they had this series of commissions that were actually really well paid, and people got to do really experimental, awesome things. And so we've had, you know, 212, 214, 216, and now... 218 and what they do every year bless them bless the British Council is that they offer to people all over the world I think it's oh I don't know 30 something countries but I could be wrong um for members like who are working in disability arts to fly over so you sort of get sponsored to go over and this year for the first time because of course we've all applied for it every year um for the first time I I got one I got one of Stumpy tell us about tell us about the application process Oh, God, I don't remember it now. Oh, well, my God. Well, Corporal Stumpy, how long did you know beforehand? One application is the same as every other one after a while. Um, I can't remember that either. Sorry, darling, it all happened so <laughs> long ago. I mean, you know, I've just got back. So That's all I can think about. What, I'm uh, jet-lagged as hell. What? Now, we should probably, at this point in time, get a language warning because language could get a little fruity in the next... Uh, yes, we control while. yourself. I, I will control myself. Um, and... Well, forget forget about the application process. Yeah, Kat, tell us about tell us about how your mind was blown by the shows you witnessed over there. Fina, I wish I could say that. Oh, so let's say <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> let's just, say just tell us what you saw then, Kat. Let's say I think I saw seven shows. 
And one was spectacular and something that I will just never forget. And I, I looked this guy up because it was a sort of a 15-piece orchestra mm-hmm. doing a piece from the Bhagavad Gita, all different instruments and two women with just ethereal voices like angels. Right. But what's more, they had dancers, this team of four dancers. And bless you, up above them, they had two big video screen projected rear projection, which I love. And when they weren't just showing you all that, the rear projection also had this light and they had a few people standing behind it so you also got that kind of shadow play on this huge screen and hang across the stage and it was just it just and it was called um i'll see if i can get this right baluji shrivastav antadrishti with inner vision and it's this group of disabled indian performers and it had to be one of the greatest shows of my life wow it was all downhill after that no she's, that's not true she's had, but that was a real peak mm. my god where, so, what from saying the from saying saying what you've seen is yeah. there, is there is there anything that uh, we we in the, or the, the the disability arts in Australia could be doing better? Oh dear! Well, where do we start? We've only got one half hour program. <laughs> we do. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, years and years ago. Uh, so I'm a very uh, blessed person in that this was the fourth uh, UK Disability Arts Festival I've been to, only one of which I paid for myself. Um, and uh, so you get to see a sort of a development and then a kind of anti-development over, t- over time, you might say, because in the previous festivals, and so my first one was 2009, then it went 2010, 2011, 2012 in Washington, actually, which is really awesome, and in this one in 2018, and of course here in Australia we've had a few little you know bits and pieces here as well. Um, and one I went to in Thailand, which is really amazing as well, somewhere in there. And... Um, what I've seen, though, in the UK is that austerity, cutbacks have affected development because I saw two, three things, really, two things in particular I thought were really undercooked and another thing that was also undercooked but not as badly and and one okay show and one good show and that show, which was just awesome. The visual arts was amazing. But what... I think the difference here in Australia, um, so Sue Williams is this amazing Arts Council England person who was one of the first people who took me over there for one of the festivals there. Um, I'd seen the first festival there, which was really amazing and just really highly produced work. You know, people that have been really developed, you're just seeing a 20-minute snapshot, so you got the best, you know, of something. And um, she said to us, yes, you Australians don't have the funding, but you guys have got the great ideas. And I could see in a way just, you know, what I know of the Australian uh, disability arts, you know, culture movement ease thingies, is that we really work really hard and we wouldn't probably have put on undercooked work, which I've just seen oddly at South Bank in London, which was a bit of a shock. Well, Kathy, so Australia could really be seen as a leader in the arts on the world stage there, as far as arts and disability then. Maybe. I mean, I don't know if anyone, I don't know if everybody knows that, least of all us. I mean, Sue Williams' um, statement of that sort of surprised, shocked me. It shocked me, you know, and I I know us a little bit, you know, but I, I kind of wasn't expecting that. And yet when you look at, like, who'd gone to the UK at the time, Karuna Stamel, who's now on... High school. What, yep. 
And um, uh, Carolyn Bowditch, she's now headed uh, Arts Access Victoria's. Um, uh, she's now the ED there and was a dancer with Scottish Dance Theatre and elsewhere. Worked on the First Unlimited, had this amazing commission there. Um, and somebody else, oh, they're not coming to me. But anyway, well, What yeah. about Heidi Everett? Heidi Everett was across in London too with Lindell. Uh, Lindell uh, yes, Chappie. Yes, yep. And look, part of the Australian representatives, like Heidi Everett being the chairperson of Mojo Film Festival, what what are the opportunities like for networking with other people within the arts community there? Um, well, you know, uh, I, I met up with a few people I've met before. I don't think there was potentially as much opportunities for networking, but maybe I just wasn't at the right events because it kind of did sprawl across, you know, South Bank, across sort of, you know, two or three different venues right on the river, which is just awesome. But I think um, you had to be a bit, what's that word where you're doing it for yourself? Um, you had to be a bit uh, entrepreneurial, um, which is good. And um, to their credit, like uh, the... Um, there was a meeting that was held with the Australians and uh, the British Council about their funding and opportunities and so forth and so on. But they are fairly focused at Europe, you know, really, at the UK and developing their own, which is which is a really good thing. You know, I just think the next festival, I think we should take something really good over and blow their heads off. Okay, what have you got in mind then? Something from Quippings? Oh, I'd like a freak show. <laughs> if anyone ever asks, what's the show would you like to do? It's always, oh, I want a freak show. I've always wanted a freak show. But anyway, back to the UK thing and, and Australia. You know, I think we're seeing a bit of a resurgence here, and particularly if we do throw out, you know, the coalition at the next election and sort of, you know, argue for more funding for our burgeoning sector. But um, what's her name? Cuckoo the Bird Girl, Sarah Hubolt. Well, that starts, I think, was it, yeah. that's on this next Sunday, I think Talk it is. Talk about amazing twist on a freak. Freak show idea, uh, Sarah Hubold, also known as uh, Sarah Birdgirl, um, has Cuckoo the Bird Woman, I think it's called, on at, is it Northcote Town Hall this weekend and next for Fringe. Do get down and see that. And I think, you know, because we're working against so many odds here in Australia, we sort of have to stand out. We have to kind of push ourselves a bit. And I think maybe that's, you know, creatively awful in terms of like starving, but it's also creatively like a real boot up the bottom. Okay. Well, Kath, I'm going to take you up on this. Where you say Australia's got to stand out. Like the Disability Pride is back. Mural, uh, yeah. mural open. Okay. Is there something like that across in London that would stand out? Do you mean a wall or a project? Because they did have this great visual arts project going at Unlimited as well. Yeah, but well. something that is just bit specific about disability pride, is there something like that overseas that you saw at the Times at Arts Unlimited? Um, well, effectively. I mean, because, you know, the whole area was – um, or, you know, they had the big posters for the shows and, you know, there were lots of disabled people there all over South Bank, which is right beside the Thames. Yeah, sure, the get that south, part of it. You know, side of the river and it's just, you know, really full with people and, you know, tickets and all of us running around. And so I guess it was a thing unto itself. And certainly the best possible thing is to have hundreds of people all doing something to do with disability. I mean, it sort of draws its own attention. Whether they've got something like that, I'm not sure, because you sort of can't really get the whole you know, grasp of the whole thing. So you can kind of, you know, dip into bits. But there certainly was a lot of visual arts. Yeah, and some of it was beautiful. And very, yeah, but okay, but know. okay, let's take this up. Let's say you've got an arts performance there. You've actually got a moment in time which people walk away with the memories. 
as opposed to an let's say a disability pride art mural, which is actually going to be up there for a number of months, giving people far more opportunity to actually see it than otherwise. Now, isn't that something that CrossFit Arts Unlimited should be actually having a look at so people can actually get more awareness on how people with disability can interact and have meaningful interactions? You just love that wall, don't you? Yeah, you really yeah, do. No, he just, he's madly in love with that wall. It's his, it's his could, thing. Yeah, if, if he could just marry it, Yes, if he could find somewhere to take, take it home and... <laughs> oh, yeah, have ma- it forever. And, well, and, 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 well, Ben... And, ma- and mount it somewhere. <laughs> yes. Ben, can you just say, so it's like, I now pronounce you... Man and brick. Yeah, see, he is. <laughs> he, he's that into it. Correct. You've got to go out and see it, though. Can yes. you tell us? Just remind everyone where it is. Where Look, is it? that's at the corner of the Nicholson and Irving Streets at the Footscray Telephone Exchange, mm-hmm. and it's organised by none other than Larissa McFarlane. Yeah. Who we've sp- spoken to last sh- show. Last show as well. So our, our guest tonight is... Cat Duncan, who's right, so. they're Corporal Stumpy. That, Do you? Yep. That too. Um, <laughs> oh, I got that wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, well, that's just blown. Uh, that's just blown everyone's speakers out. Uh, so if anyone has any, <laughs> no one had headphones. Yes, that. Um, no. Uh, if if anyone if anyone was <laughs> offended by up, that, hey. it is the. Uh, this show is the Renegade Economist. No, no, it's actually uh, no. It's actually, so yes, it is. As Most a definitely. Just a Most speak definitely. To speak to, so uh, if you're offended by that, please ring Carl at earthshare.org.au. Um, no, not, not re- really. That'll you be are, a cut. Yes, you are listening. <laughs> yeah, you are listening to the boldness tonight. Our guest is Cat Duncan talking all I deny about, everything. about disability arts. She even denies that she's Cat Duncan. Um, <laughs> now, now, uh, she's Corporal Stumpy. Well, so. there you go. Reporting for duty now, uh, now. If we could just somehow get this back on track, it would be all purely possible. Yes. What well, what about we actually what, take? Let's, what, take, let's take a cart now. All right. Then. Oh, good idea. Oh, well, no, idea. we don't have to do that. <laughs> oh, we do. It's okay, about halfway through. Yeah, let's regroup. You're listening to Refocus. Eight five five AM, the voice of the community. <laughs> 3CR are selling kefir Palestinian scarves in support of the last factory that produces them in Hebron, Palestine. All profits will be donated to the reconstruction efforts in Gaza and support Palestinian industry. These are traditional scarves available in red and black or you can choose from a modern design. Go to 3cr.org.au slash shop to buy online or drop into the station during business hours. And we're back. This is the bonus on your Wednesday evening. We're in studio talking with Kat Duncan, yeah. all about disability arts, arts unlimited, a festival she's just come back from, and whatever else we damn well please. Um, now, uh, so what, what, kind, what sort of... Th- Thing, what what takeaways did you get from the festival, Cat? <gasps> that Australians are amazing. I mean, it was really cool to be there with a whole bunch of other Aussie artists. We sort of hung together like a pack of sheep, but in a good way. Uh, I don't think I don't think that's a good metaphor, is it? Really, uh, we hung Probably together. Not, no. 
we hung together and um, you know had lots to kind of say about the works because we were a bit more brash, you know, that perhaps than our uh, our hosts. And uh, so we did, you know, we had fun sort of, you know, having a good gossip um, apart from the shows. How many other Australian artists were you hanging with? Well, there was Philip Channels from Northern New South Wales, originally from Adelaide, who does Integrated Arts, no, Integrated Dance Company. Um, Oh, oh, come on, guys, remind me. Ah, Rihanna, very complicated surname. Oh, um, who's from Sydney Accessible Arts. Um. And Morwenna was there. Morwenna was, uh, well, Morwenna works with um, Osco and was head of accessible arts in New South Wales. Uh, of course, yeah, myself and Heidi. And, oh, and Sarah, Sarah Hubolt, Sarah Birdgirl was there. That's who I'm thinking of at the moment. And then there just seemed to be more and more of us. We sort of attracted Aussies, you know, like magnets with a, what do you call it? Iron filings. Y- yes. And that. Come, come. But anyway, getting back on track. <laughs> yes. Um, what's so? Wh- what kind of wh- are there? Are there any? Are there any things that we're we're not we're not doing in d- disability arts in Australia that we should be doing that that you could see from Arts Unlimited? Well, the <clears throat> interesting. I mean, you know, what investment? Even though they're now living under the awful austerity, but uh, austerity. austerity yeah. But what investment has created is a group of quite talented, quite arts integrated sort of performers and artists who were also there. It just happened to be one of those years, I think, where the less experienced people did shows, but the more experienced turned up to kind of watch. It was just one of those sort of years. But, you know, the investment over the last few years um, on a, on a mar- far greater scale than what we've had access to here in Australia has certainly paid off in the, in the quality of the work that's available. And, you know, I think we're kind of seeing that at the moment. I'm working on this research project that's um, – an Australian Research Council grant to Melbourne University and Arts Access Victoria. Yeah, which too. Is, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and there's other involvements of other people involved in it. But um, it's a national project that's looking at where are the disabled artists, performers. It's, it is the performing arts. So it's, you know, dance, music, uh, spoken word, cabaret, you know, on and on, experimental, all that dramery stuff. And... Um, what do we want and what are the barriers and what sort of strategies are we developing that are really useful for inclusive performance and, you know, theatre making that could also inform practice, you know, across the arts industries. That's sort of the brief. And so we, fairly be brief. Well, Kath, while you're crossing London, didn't any of the performance have, let's say, Auslang interpreters or visual description uh, for people that are visually impaired too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they call it BSL, so it's right. British Sign Language. They're yeah, yeah. Most of them do, and most have a sort of audio description thing. Though that was a bit patchy because uh, a friend of ours who was there wasn't wasn't very happy with some of that, and um, that was you know like in Australia, it, it's not always you know the best sort of you know use of the technologies. You know that's kind of similar here. I mean, to a large extent, you know, the UK developed these sort of um, you, you know, integrations between performance and access technologies, you know, the US picked up on it. And to a certain extent, we've kind of inherited some of the um, experiments and failures and successes of that in our own arts as well. What's, so what, um, what sort of, what, what, have you, what have you picked up from your, your research? What are some of the barriers to people being in the arts? Principally, I'd say <clears throat> money. 
I think it's money. I think it's uh, largely, you know, art, like poverty arts. Poverty, poverty arts. Yeah, um, the starving artist. Yeah, and that, which is, yeah, pretty common across the board. But just just in terms of kind of, you know, the numbers, you can kind of see that, you know, across the board, disabled artists are not uh, get hitting the mainstream venues, are not hitting the mainstream stages and so forth and so on. You can just see that. You know, unless we make it happen, it's not happening. And we're always saying, oh, we're about to really crack it. And, and sometimes we do like Elephant Man at Malt House having some disabled performers and the disabled director who worked with them you know sometimes we do crack it we, we sort of got to keep the pressure up so you know I think that's the main thing is like money and exposure you know the, there's other there's the famous ones which are you know access to performance schools as such whether that can be you know government funded like you know university type ones or, or private you know in terms of access and we're not just talking about you know having a ramp of physical access but also about being welcomed and the way that we may perform differently being welcomed or considered to be a quirky interesting thing as opposed to a deficit well, you know well Kath okay let's say you've talked about one of the barriers is that arts disability going to the mainstream community Look, I disagree with you in this one. My contention is that in Australia, for example, 20% of the population has a disability fact. Now, if a person was doing arts disability, surely they would be better off building, let's say, appealing to 20% of the population of people with disability getting behind it, which actually would have probably had much wider broad spread appeal than appealing to 80% of the community that generally if a person's got a disability won't take any notice of anyway. Yeah, though it's interesting. What's coming out of artists from doing workshops in Melbourne and Sydney is that artists who've been developing their skills for quite some time, and these are people more than a decade or so, who are saying, no, 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 we want to work with non-disabled performers. We want to work with open casting and in open, inclusive performance, auditions and so forth and projects and so on. Because there's a point, you know, most artists get to, there's a point where, you know, I, I pretty much know that if I call a show at Hairs and Hainas, love you boys, uh, if I call a show there, I'm going to get an audience there of all my mates, yep. et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, if I want to have a show at Mortis, which I do. Right, well, tell us about this. Let's know that show. Who's, no, who's going to come? Uh, do you know how much it costs to get at Malta? I mean, we're back to my original right. point, which I know, is money. about yeah. funding, right? So because of my track record, I mean, mine's pretty good in comparison with everyone else because I'm older than the fucking di- – oh, sorry. There you go. There's, 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 there's a phrase language. Go. Sorry, guys. Um, but <laughs> at least it wasn't about someone. It was about me. So anyway, um, but what I'm saying is, yeah, so – <laughs> Even though my track record looks good, it doesn't look quite good enough to get out and out OSCO funding or whatever or whatever because I've tried. So, yes, I have successfully got some funding at times. So we're kind of back to that thing about, you know, how do we make me look credible, you know, and it's – these are the questions. These are the very real barriers. We're not talking about, oh, oh, daddy – Daddy, please give me $10,000 to put my little lovely show on at Waterhouse because very few of us are in that position to yeah. do that. Well, sure, Kath. Now, you've got something. You're heading off to – you've just come back from London. Bloody hell, you're yeah. Playing, you're playing the jet set. You're off to Alice Springs. I know. Tell us about Alice Springs. Alice Springs is Meeting Place, which is the biannual meeting of Arts Access Australia, which is the, the National Disability Arts uh, Body. And they called their first meeting two years ago in Berlin. I don't really know why. Let's not go there. But this particular one is in Alice Springs. They've been working with uh, Insight Arts, which is kind of a local, you know, on-the-ground arts body there 
And the great Kate Larson from South Australia to kind of coordinate this, you know, festival meeting place, which is like presentations and workshops and stuff like that. And my Melbourne Uni Arts Access Victoria mob are having a great workshop called Transmission dun, 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 on the Wednesday, the September the 26th. Oh, God, I don't have got – it's definitely the Wednesday. And um, it's a four-hour thing where we're having this amazing um, Aboriginal disabled performer work with us and this amazing uh, cultural background, lovely Asian lady from Broken Hill or some really weird place fly in to Alice Springs and work with us. Right now, is yeah. It? Okay, for those of who won't be going to Alice Springs, how can people know more about it? What happens there? Yeah, that's a good question, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're filming it and taking oh, photos. You're filming photos. So, we are, but it's not live streamed. I don't think. No. No, it but, might be the main events might be live streamed, like because the, they've got like two days of presentations so and if, then the workshop day. So if people type in Alice Springs meeting place, they'll probably. Yeah, find it on, yeah. on their favourite search engine or yeah. something. Have a look if it's live streamed. Yeah, I can't remember that bit. Mm-mm. Oh Well, incidentally, talking of live streaming, is that the uh, boldness is live streamed on the 3CR website? Get out. Oh, oh, no, seriously, oh, oh, there is a link there. Well, there you go. Well, you're, you <laughs> could potentially cop some social media flack over this, I understand, Whoa. Raphael. Oh, yes, well, it's kind of like we just... a, Well, we actually had a bit of a chat <clears throat> about this, about arts and disability, like, is that it's one thing that... I'm used to this. I'm an adult. I've done around this for 10 years. I don't mind if people actually make comments about it. Was, but arts and disability, people will critique what you're going to be doing there. What are some of the strategies or how would you handle it, Kath, if somebody's writing on a person's page yep. and it's got no relevance when it yep. says it's an arts and disability cultural page, basically? What it's, would you do? It's my page. If you want to write that... Write it on your page. If you want to unfriend me, do it now. But I'm not an unfriend or a blocker because I love to drive people nuts. And you do a very good job of that too, <laughs> oh, Kath. Um, well, there we go. We've got Corporal Stumpy, also Kath Dunking in the studio at the moment. Corporal Stumpy, do you saw? And, and uh, well, we've, we're, we're kind of almost running out of time, oh. It's very... I, this always happens. It, half an hour just flies by oh. when you're in the studio. All that ranting, I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, are there any, any, last, any, any last thoughts you have on disability arts and arts unlimited and whatever else about stuff? Yeah, send the boldness lots of money. Yeah, do that. Uh, well, well, another thing too is um, speaking of sort of like spending the boldness, lots of money, and I don't know if you're aware of this, people, but Completed by Lovely oh, is oh. actually up for quite a number of community radio awards oh, as yeah. being the most popular news show on 3CR. I didn't know that. That's very exciting. Go then. Um, s- sadly, we have to, we now have to get out of here. So, so um, it's been a pleasure having you, you in the studio, Kat. Thanks, guys. Come again. Thanks, Colonel Stumpy. Come again sometime. Oh. Oh, and we're going stay, stay she's, gonna, oh, she's just blown the whistle again that, And stay <laughs> listening to Completed by Lovely um, We're going to go out with a song called It'll Be Different Next Year by Radio Electric And on the Boldness Next Show Which is the 17th of October We are going to be talking with The Lyrical Women from Community Wild at Heart Anything else you'd like to add Finn? No, no. see you later everyone and we're going out with It'll Be Different mm. next year by Radio Electric. Thanks very much. See you. Thanks, Andy P- Britt, for panelling. No, Miss. No, I don't know. Welcome to you now. Oh.
Wabi up beyond. Ta da, ta da, ta da. Daddy, da 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 da. Daddy, da 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 da. Daddy, da 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 da. Ipitifit, Nixie. Daddy, da 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 da. Daddy, da 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 da. Daddy, da 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 da. Ipitifit, Nixie. Friday aren't gonna work, my dad's business, friends, and Friday night I'm staying home watching activities. I have quiet night with my own mum and my own grandparents. So, I can't wait after dinner with my sister and her brother-in-law. No, my brother-in-law, I meant her husband. No, they have kid called Isaac Avenue. That makes me um, super uncle. 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 I think I say Minxie up. My, my own word to a constant Minxie. So, um, my shit is coming out soon. Minxie. Okay, we're a huge one. I can see it by. <laughs>